0: Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. To the Lord. All right. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of the disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon the other. And they will lead many astray. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. Uh, These are but the beginnings of the birth pains. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils. You will be beaten in synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given to you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit." And brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child. And children will raise will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This is the gospel of the Lord. All right, greetings in the Lord. Um, I wanted to start with a bizarre story. Uh, this one time I did an internship in California, and it was over a summer. I was, like, working for the movie rating system. Like, you count swear words and then send a proposal to the studio that this should be in a rated R movie or what have you. And, um, I was coming out of a theater and there was a Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator. And, um, everyone thought it was so cool cause he looked a lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, um, Everyone was taking pictures, giving this guy tips. You know, he had a bucket for tips. And then, I kid you not, Arnold Schwarzenegger came out. Like, he came up to the crowd. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the real guy, who was not governor of California at the time. And it was hilarious Because the guy looked just like Arnold Schwarzenegger as a young man. And then, like, here was actual Arnold Schwarzenegger. But everyone, all of a sudden, didn't care about the guy, the impersonator. They all wanted to see and take pictures with real Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what's funny about that is the impersonator, then, was angry with the real Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because he wasn't getting tips anymore. And... For some reason, this is what came into my mind for the illustration uh, for understanding today's gospel reading. Um, we have Jesus, and he. it starts out with him coming out of the temple. And this is him coming out of the temple for the last time uh, before he'll die. And he'll die outside of Jerusalem, um, that kind of thing. Um, among many people being killed and, you know, not be a glorious death. Um, But he's coming out of the temple for the last time, ironically, as the temple, right? Like, he is the temple. And um, what's so bizarre is, so like, King Herod, Herod the Great, not like, he wasn't really much of a king, he was just king over that area, right? Um, And he was more of like a puppet for Caesar. And he was the guy that helped to get this current temple that was there, the second temple. He was the one that brought it to completion. And so people really, really liked him because he finished this temple. And, you know, people call it Herod's Temple. Um, Unfortunately, Herod was not the rightful heir or king for Israel. We all know who the rightful heir and king of Israel is, right? Jesus, because he's the son of David. David was the king of Israel. So Jesus is the rightful heir. And so here he is, Jesus. He's at this this temple built by the wrong guy. It took forever to build. It's not the first one that Solomon built. And um, here, even his own disciples, the closest ones, and you know, sometimes when they say the dumbest stuff, they're very kind to themselves and they just say, one of the disciples, they don't say who. Uh, He says, you know, teacher Jesus, wow, look how big these, you know, these buildings are huge. The stones are huge, they're beautiful. Wow. And Jesus is just like. I've been teaching this whole time that this isn't the temple. I'm the temple. In fact, I'm going to destroy or let this temple be destroyed. And after three days, build it again. And when he said that, he was actually speaking of himself, of his own body. Uh, At least that's what John says, John chapter 2. And what's so interesting is is that, so Jesus is leaving the temple for the final time, and Jesus is the perfect temple. He is, what John 1 says, is he is God dwelling or tabernacling or um, uh, templing or living dwelling among us. That's who Jesus is. He is the moving, mobile, perfect temple, just like in the desert. And he's the perfect sacrifice. He is the final Passover lamb. At least that's what uh, the Hebrews reading today tells us, and John as well. And then he'll go on to say in First Peter, he'll speak through his servant Peter, and say that he is actually building up the new temple, his body, with the living stones of all Christians. And so very easily we begin to see this temple that Jesus is walking out of for the last time, that all these people like to make sure they get to first thing in the morning and be seen going to. You know, this is pseudo-fake Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have the real Arnold Schwarzenegger that's walking around out there, right? And what it then begins to depart into with the rest of the teaching here is um, this continued theme of the disciples being representatives of even us Christians and all people that are Christians that are always and easily distracted by silly things that get in the way. Whether it be a big, magnificent building that is a temple or church or whatever, or uh, false doctrine, false teaching, false teachers, uh, these signs of the end of the age that are spooky, all the scary things happening in the news, Jesus says, Yeah, those things are going to happen, but take heart. Don't be afraid. They have to happen, they're part of the birthing pains. Or as when Paul says that all of creation is groaning in pain because it's in fallen state. It's groaning to be saved, to be redeemed. That's what Jesus is trying to say. And so the list goes on in, you know, the bizarre things that we look to that end up being false teaching. Uh, Scary spectacles, weird things that are going on in this world. Uh, Even though God has chosen us to be the living stones that build up his church, his body, still we're afraid. And Jesus, who um, his body is the temple, he destroys it. He He builds it again three days later with these stones, with Christ, the cornerstone, the foundation of his temple. And then he starts to build on that foundation, the, uh, the cornerstone of himself with the apostles, the prophets, the scriptures. And then he continues to build with you, with your grandma, with your great, great grandma. Uh, I don't know why I always use Abraham Lincoln as a historical Christian, But Abraham Lincoln's in there somewhere. I guess it's because he says um, a house divided will not stand. So he kind of uses a little bit of Jesus. Um, If you're watching online, I've lost my microphone thing. It's dangling. Anyways. When things get rough in our lives... It's easy to fall right off of that cornerstone, to not look to the shore stones of the the uh, the scriptures where the prophets and the apostles speak to us directly with the Holy Spirit to even to like call up grandma and be like, grandma, everything's terrible. Is, is the world going to end? You know, what grandma will probably tell you things were worse when I was a kid. And I'm still here. By the way, please call me more than just like once every two months. And then she'll, you know, I don't know. Watch Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I think it's still on. Anyways, when things really get rough in our lives, it's so easy to turn to other things for comfort. Um, I mean, like. I have to make someone upset, so I just have to, like, kind of push to make you angry. Like, we look to politicians. Uh, we look to um, personal hunches. You know, like, well, I think, da 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 we, we trust in medical technology to kind of, like, lie to ourselves that, you know, well, maybe I won't die one day if I just get this done or this treatment or eat this way. And, you know, we I don't like I just watched a documentary the other day about uh, uh, conspiracy theories and how people get great comfort in pursuing and looking into conspiracy theories, especially in times of decadence. Um, But, of course, what Jesus is trying to say here in this, these scriptures is don't look to those things. Look to me, Jesus. Look to me, Jesus Christ. The true temple, the one who uh, will uh, be destroyed and three days later be rebuilt uh, for your sins. Um, And God would have us trust in him alone through the means that he's provided. And what does that mean? Well, the confirmand kids, they'd say, well, the means that God has provided for us to have faith in him is first and foremost Jesus Christ, right? And the Holy Spirit who points to him. And the Holy Spirit who is with us and sustains us gives us comfort um, because how does he give us comfort? The Holy Spirit lets us know through a variety of ways. Uh, the confirmands know that this is called the means of grace, that we are saved through faith in Christ's death and resurrection. And we're reminded of that every time we see a crucifix with Jesus on it. We're reminded of that every time we take the supper, every time we remember that we are baptized, every time we just remember Jesus' words, You are forgiven of your sins. You are reminded that you are saved and you have that assurance in your faith in Christ, the true temple. And I wanted to, because I saw people's eyes looking up during the reading, when Jesus gives, when he shows how the sausage is made, when he talks about what Christian life actually is going to look like. He says, uh, you're going to be given over to councils. You're going to be beaten in synagogues. You're going to stand before governors for my sake to bear witness before them. Uh, But the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. They'll give you to trial and uh, uh, deliver you over. Um, And then the rowdiness of brother will deliver brother to death, father his child, children against their parents, have them put to death. All of this you will endure because you will be hated, for my namesake, Jesus, but he says, the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this is Jesus, I already said the sausage getting made, but, you know, peeling open the anchovy tin can to show you the slimy nastiness inside. Jesus extends. His body, the temple, to us when we are baptized into his body. When we become a living stone. Like, remember when uh, John is talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and, he sa- and they say, you know, we're sons of Abraham, we're going to heaven, we don't care what you have to say. Jesus, or John says, who cares if you're sons of Abraham, if God wanted to, he'd make sons of Abraham out of these stones, and uh, then he'd just, you know, solve his own problem there. And so, when you are baptized, part of what is happening is you are made into a living stone, a son of Abraham, a daughter of Abraham, that then builds up Jesus' church. And it only gets bigger and bigger, uh, Because more and more are added each day. But anyways, I want to awaken you to a spiritual reality where you recognize and realize that part of what you're signing onto and signing up for by continuing to come to church each week by, uh, I don't know, having your kids get confirmed by studying things in classrooms, by baptizing your children. Uh, What you're signing up for is the very real possibility and guarantee from Jesus himself, right here, I don't want to say from the horse's mouth, but from Jesus himself, that you will be facing suffering, you will be persecuted, and it will all be because you believe in Jesus and what he wants to say to you is remain in him, abide in him, abide with him, listen to his word, hold on to it, have trust in it and faith in Jesus, and you will endure to the end. That's why in Hebrews reading, it says, you know, don't, you know, um, be, become like those... I want to not butcher his words. Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. He's trying to give you instructions on how to hold fast, how to endure to the end. Um, Paul writes in 1 Timothy 4. That every creation of God is good and should be received with thanksgiving. So one of those gifts that we receive is our body. It is good because we sanctify it daily with the word of God and prayer. To sanctify means to set apart for a holy purpose. Um, And what that means for us is that worship, the worship service, is offering up our bodies to God body and soul, Jesus giving us his body, his body and soul and communion. He dies to give us life as opposed to a vampire who kills you to take your life. We must be daily set apart, sanctified through reading and hearing the word of God, through prayer, nothing else. This is the divine task that we're given Uh, Because Jesus says, if you don't do this, if you don't daily sanctify and set apart your body, the temple, he says, my spirit will leave the temple. Just like how Jesus left the temple in the reading today for the final time, because the temple had become useless. It was no longer doing what it was meant to do, which was to have God dwell among men. And so, I want to end with some fun. And somewhere between 64 and 70 AD, I'm always looking to Paul or Jerry to give me a nod for dates, but the Romans will come in, and they'll completely destroy the temple. They'll leave not one stone unturned from another. They will destroy Jerusalem, level it. And uh, Jesus likes to say, that as he predicts it, that this is divine punishment for killing God's only son. Um, But he also says it's a foretaste of the final day. And so he says, you know, don't look forward to that day. It's not going to be fun, but please endure to the end. For only those, only through full trust in Christ alone and his death and resurrection can you withstand Those days. Those days when your kids report you, right, to the governor and the authorities to have you handed over to death. The day when your brother calls you in and you're taken away and uh, you're handed over to death. Only those that trust in Christ alone, his death and resurrection, will be able to withstand those days. Because Jesus himself, the true temple destroyed by the Romans, was rebuilt on the third day. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.